Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos, so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. Good morning, Scott. Yes, good day. It's always a good day when I get to come to Studio Ingaroo and share the knowledge of the planets and stars and with Ingrid and have a conversation about what's going on in the world or in Ingrid's life, I'd say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Last week was some chaotic energy, still kind of feeling that that like shaking scent kind of energy yeah a little bit frantic we were frantic yes frantic we were just talking about how i have put myself in a position that i've been in before so we're in the retrograde shadow mm-hmm. i am having a reflection of something i've experienced mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. in in a business partnership arrangement mm-hmm. obviously not with scott scott's an angel oh wow um, he definitely doesn't bring that, that chaos energy. Who doesn't? You don't. Oh, Scott. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. You are Scott. <laughs> but yeah, that retrograde energy is here to teach me a lesson again. And this is, is it in the Taurus? Am I asking the right question? Well, last week, Mercury moved into Gemini, but... Then it's moving Where back. we are right now in recording this, right now in this moment, Mercury is still in Taurus. Okay. But it moved into its retrograde shadow last week at 26 degrees. It's and that's going communication, to... the Gemini. Yes. So yes. That's... And Mercury is a planetary ruler of Gemini. Mercury is moving forward four degrees into Gemini, and then it will move back eight degrees to 26 degrees in Taurus. So... Mercury is is bouncing forward and backwards and then forward again between these eight degrees from 26 degrees in Taurus to four degrees in Gemini. But what you're going through is what I feel like we all experience. I've had these experiences where you're having the same experience with a different person where it's like, okay, it's a different person, but this is just like my experience with this other person. So why am I getting this? hit again well it's because maybe we realize something about ourselves that first time we're like oh this doesn't feel good this doesn't feel right but that doesn't necessarily mean we have taken that information in and made a conscious choice to not accept it it's like it presented itself again and i just accepted it and now i'm in the middle of it and having this conversation with you was a very big like oh i don't want to experience this again i don't want to have it a third time fuck that I I saw it once. I didn't like it. Now I'm in it again. And now I have to make some rules for myself, make some adjustments to what I'm willing to accept, having better boundaries, having better expectations for what I am calling in and kind of interviewing the things that are coming at me instead of just taking them. I'm like, oh, an opportunity, an opportunity. I love this. I'm going to say yes to everything. Oh, oh my God. I just read something about this. I'm remembering it in this moment (laughs) of it being okay to say no to things and that not like blocking you from calling new things in. It's like, you have to also learn to say no to things you don't want. So we can really learn what we want to call in. Like no is just as powerful as the yes. The no to one thing could actually be a yes to something else. When I was telling you about my experience, you basically said, Ingrid, you know what you want. And I said, no, I don't. (laughs) And you told me, yes, you do. You do because you told me all the things you don't want. So now we know what you do want. Exactly. And I was like, oh my God, that's fucking brilliant. It's very You're right. Clear. I, I don't want all of these things that I just listed. I don't want them. I don't want chaos. I don't want panic. I don't want disorder. I don't want dishonesty. That means I want trust. That means I want clear communication. That means I want grounded presence from the people I'm working with. Mm-hmm. I want those things. And even though they feel un not so much tangible, but these are like 
intuition feelings when that person is around you, when they are texting you, when they are calling you, when you are working with them, how does your energy feel? Yes. And I want to feel those things. And it's very clear when I'm not getting that. Maybe I don't even notice how nice it is when I do have it, Mm -hmm. but I'm definitely not feeling it when I have like those things that I'm not interested in. (laughs) Is, Is it a panicked energy that's coming towards me? Do I feel panicked? Do I feel... Am I freaking out? Do I have this pit in my stomach because this person's name just popped up on my phone? Like the, That's what you want to move away from. You want to have the feeling where this person's name pops up on your phone and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. project I'm working on that I love. <laughs> yes. Like, what's, what's happening? What's next? This like, person's calling me great. Yeah. This is also kind of a reflection of my whole life. Like, I've always worked in the restaurant industry. I've always been able to handle a large amount of panic energy, that high level of anxiety, I can function well in that. And so even in this uncomfortable situation, I can still be good at my job, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's good for me personally, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just because I can withstand the chaos does not mean that's a good choice. And I think that that's something to learn about myself that just because I can withstand this type of like, I mean, in a way, like it just feels like abuse. I'm like abusing myself by putting myself in these situations that are just like and that's where it comes back to self-worth you know which was we were talking about last week with the new moon in taurus and it continues with the sun as it continues its transit through taurus it's all about self-worth what is your self-worth what do you value within yourself are those values being reflected in the people that are around you if they're not then disengage from those engagements. When you, when you're talking about the restaurant, like the best nights at the restaurant are those nights where you're really busy, you're making a ton of money, but everything is coming out perfect. You know, the food is on time. You you have enough steak knives. The drinks are, are getting to the table very quickly. The guests are happy. That's when everything is flowing. It feels good. The nights that are horrible are the ones where you're only busy because you're running all over the restaurant looking for a spoon. (laughs) And you're like, why is it, why are there no spoons in the restaurant? And then even in those perfect nights, there can be like a little snack. Mm -hmm. But when you're, when you're working with the team, you're like, Oh fuck, we have no spoons. You look to your left and you're like, Oh my God, Scott, (laughs) where's the spoons? And Scott knows exactly where the spoons are. He says, what table? He brings you the fucking spoon. Nobody's in a panic because you (laughs) have people that are looking out for you and have Mm -hmm. your back. Yes. So it's like, maybe I have this ideal situation in my mind, but then there's always going to be those roadblocks. But when you're working on a team of people that have that grounded, calm energy, they're going to reflect it back to you. Don't panic. We got this. Mm -hmm. We have everything we need here. No one needs to worry. If you don't have it, someone else has it. If someone else doesn't have it, I have it. Like nobody's dropping the ball. That's, that's the kind of restaurant I like to work in. That's the kind of production I like to work on. And that's, not that's not what's happening right now (laughs) well and i ask you what are you Uh, getting out of this you're like money and i'm like okay money's energy money's energy so like i'll take money whatever i don't care what the exchange is just bring me the money there's got to be some standard it's like like i said the example with going out to a restaurant you don't go out to a restaurant and say i'm hungry bring me food (laughs) and then like they bring you a dish and you're like i don't want that that's not good. It's like, well, it's food. You said you were hungry. You wanted food. That's what the universe does. It's like just, okay, I'm panic. I need money. I need money. And the universe is like, okay, you need money. Here it is. Let's, let's see what you're willing to accept for money. I mean, it definitely is about the money, but also I did want to work in production and I was like, oh, this is exciting. This is an opportunity, but I wasn't specific. I didn't even know I didn't know that there was such chaos out there. So I didn't know what I even needed to look for. And then once it presented itself, I just am not really good about backing out of a project. I already invested my time. I already said yes. There was probably a moment where I maybe just could have not been in this position at the very beginning when I saw these red flags, but Mm -hmm. that's just Mm -hmm. not in my nature to do that. But in the future, it's like, I need to be asking all the questions, need to be vetting the project to see if it's a good fit for me instead of just being so excited. I'm like, yeah, of course I'd love to do that. Cause I, I would, and I didn't really know that it would be so such a like catastrophe. You need to level up 
your self-worth and recognize that you have more value than you're giving yourself credit for. You have more value than the work that you're receiving, but you're selling yourself on the cheap. Mm -hmm. It's This was a few months ago when when you were working on that John Legend commercial or whatever, and, and you were like, oh, I can't believe that they wanted me to do this, and, and they asked me, and I did this, and I did that, and, and these people you know, did this for me and they did that. You were like so surprised that, and, and, you know, the producer said he always wants to work with me. And I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, like, why are you so surprised? (laughs) Like appreciate yourself a little bit more and recognize the value that you have so that when you go to the restaurant, you're not coming from that place of panic or lack. That's like, I'll just take anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Give me food. It's like, no, I'm going to order what I want off of the menu. And if you don't bring me what I want off of the menu, I'm going to send it back until I get what I want. The interesting part is I know that I bring a lot of value to the table. I know that, but until I'm in over my head where I'm like, oh, this isn't right. It's like I didn't take the intentional time to... It's that time. To decide. Patience over panic. Patience over panic. Am I panicking or am I being patient? But I wasn't panicking when I took the project. I was just excited. I was like an opportunity. But there was no, oh, there's an opportunity. Let me get my list of questions out. I was just like, yeah, of course, this looks fun. Mm -hmm. And it was just excitement. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, there's money. There's opportunity. Like these are all the things I want to work on. But there wasn't a like interview process instead of just saying yes to a project Seeing it, is it the right project? Are these the people that I want to work with? Yes. Oh, my God. You're bringing up so much for me when I just think about, like, when I was in my 20s and I was, you know, looking for any kind of job, whether it was a restaurant or, like, a Hollywood studio type thing when I was doing that for a little bit. And I'd be in these interviews and they would ask me if I had any questions. And I'd be like, uh, no. Because I'm just thinking, just please give me the job. Please give me the job. I just want the job. I just want the job. And that's no way to put yourself out there. We have to have questions. Once you actually get into an industry and you start feeling confident in it, that's when you can recognize yourself where it's, that's when we can make these decisions because at the beginning it is exciting and you do just want to be in it. You're like, please, please, I want to work. I want to do this. This is new. This is fun. Mm -hmm. In the restaurant... I mean, I'm not scared of a job interview and I'm going to ask them like, how long have these employees worked here? Yeah, totally. Do you have a really solid team? Like I Mm want to know, oh, everyone's only been here a year. Well, I probably don't want to work here because that means it's a goddamn nightmare. What's the turnover like? Oh, these people have worked here for 10 years. Okay. Maybe that's some people I want to work, but that means they like their job. They want to stay. Like these are important things to ask. And as we gain confidence in our careers, then we aren't scared to ask those questions and we're not totally. scared to also tell them no. Like, no, no, thank you. That doesn't sound good to me. I'm going to go somewhere else where I get to pick. Like mm-hmm. we have the choice and sometimes we forget, like we have the choice. Yes. We should be interviewing everyone as well. It's not just a one-sided thing. Yes. They should feel lucky that we exactly. want to interview for them. Yes. And that's, it's tough to get there. I mean, I, I there was a point in the mid two thousands where I was on a, employed for like 16 months fuck. yeah oh, that fuck. was like crazy you know and it's just like please hire me please hire me please hire me you know i i didn't know what to ask but now now that you know you bring that up i was like yeah if i was working in a restaurant now and they were i, I would want to ask those questions those are great questions but that's because now you know i've got 20 years of experience doing that so it wouldn't be I wouldn't be going into it from a place of desperation. And then also the more we learn about what we don't want, we learn about what we do want. So it is having made all these mistakes, then we go into the next project, learning a little bit more about what we expect. Do I have to make my own espresso drinks? No fucking thank you. That is a goddamn (laughs) nightmare. I'm going to need like, I don't mind making an espresso drink once in a while, but when you're busy, you can't be making espresso drinks or like, you know, refilling the spoons, that's going to derail your night. So just knowing what you're working with and knowing what questions to ask when we go into these new situations so we can 
yeah, once we know what we're worth, we can kind of feel out the situation and see if it's a good fit for us. Mm-hmm. We just don't know what we don't know. So yeah. in these moments of chaos, kind of appreciating that I am learning what I don't want and also yeah. learning what I'm good at, what I will put up with, what I won't put up with. Yes. Yes. And so these are a couple of the themes of the week about value, self-worth. That's the Taurus energy. And then with Mercury in Gemini, that's the questions. That's the inquisitive part. So, you know, this is why Gemini comes right after Taurus. So Taurus is about self-worth. What do I value? Gemini is about curiosity and questions. So if you're going to start connecting with other people and you've established your self-worth and what you value, now you need to ask these other people some questions so that you can discern if their self-worth is on par with your self-worth. Do they value what you value or do they respect at the very least Mm -hmm. what you value? Yeah. Do they respect your self-worth? Do you respect their self-worth? That's how we find out through asking these questions. So we're going to have a very long period to do that because Mercury is going to be in Gemini for an extended period this time because of the retrograde, but also in Taurus. So when it backs into Taurus, it's asking those questions about self-worth. Should we move into the week? Yes, let's do it. But before we do, I do want to thank... We have sponsors? Yes, I want to thank our sponsors. Thank you so much. I want to thank our sponsors, Annie, Carrie, Catherine, and Vincent. So we've had four people sponsor us for this podcast, which is amazing. We're very grateful to you all. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, and if anyone else would like to sponsor us, you can do so on Spotify. There is a link there that allows you to sponsor our podcast. We love doing this. And so uh, we appreciate the gifts and the financial support that is encouraging us to continue doing this. And also thank you to, we had like three people reach out and post positive comments on Apple, which was amazing. Oh yeah. We got some new reviews. Yeah. New reviews. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, you know, a positive review is always nice as well. Very grateful. And to everyone who reaches out to us on Instagram and, and shares the podcast, we're, we're very grateful to you all. And even if you're just out there listening and appreciating in your own way, very grateful to you as well. So this is the week of May 2nd through the 8th. May 2nd through the 8th. We begin on Monday, May 2nd. We are looking at Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships, begins transit through Aries. The cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram and ruled by Mars, the god of war. So the goddess of love in the sign of war, that's one way to look at it. Very intense energy when Venus moves through Aries. Very intense relationship energy. How can you be more courageous in your relationships? How can you be more authentic in your relationships? How can you challenge your partner, whether it be a lover, a friend, or a business partner, to be more courageous in expressing their authenticity to you so that there's some clarity in the relationship? It's like the relationship, in order for it to thrive, we need to be real with each other. And in being real with each other, there may be some conflicts. There may be some fights because maybe you're showing me something that I didn't know was in you and that's upsetting me now. And so now I need to recalibrate within myself. So there, there's a lot of potential conflict coming up with Venus and Aries, some potential for quick relationships like that impulsive love where all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, I met my soulmate. I, I, just, I just saw this person. Our eyes connected and and now we're driving to Vegas. We're getting married. We already got <laughs> married. <And so laughs> or it could be, you know, the breakups mm. happening where it's like, I'm done. I'm out of here. So it's important for us to all temper ourselves while Venus is in Aries because it, it's going to be hot. It's going to be intense. 
Okay, I have a good example of uh, this kind of... Did you get married? Uh, no, no, I did oh, not okay. get married. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, just about the communication and how it can be... Just being direct can really eliminate or soften the issues, not being overly sensitive on one hand so someone else can be free to express themselves and also being able to communicate what you need or want. It's been just a very chaotic week. And then the guy that I'm seeing, when he gets overwhelmed, he does not want affection he is very like shut off yeah he's like busy and like yeah don't touch me or poke at me mm-hmm. leave me alone yeah but in the past he hasn't really like said that but i could feel the energy and i was like i don't know how to react like am i bothering you anyways we've had much more clear communication about it and then today i was coming here and he was like working and i was leaving but i he obviously like wasn't coming to give me a hug or something and i was like okay so like i'm leaving and i wanted affection before i left i wanted like a greeting goodbye mm-hmm. i was like okay i'm leaving now so like is a hug too much or like i don't know what's happening over here and he was like no 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 and he you know gave me a few minutes of attention and he was like hey maybe later today there's a couple things on my plate this project is wrapping up hopefully this time today and then later today and then next week and then after all these things are off my plate i'll feel more like a human mm-hmm. it'll be easier to connect mm-hmm. so he like recognized you know, I'm maybe not getting my needs met, but also he has needs that are, you know, he needs more space. Mm-hmm. But just communicating about them clears the air. I'm I'm okay to be like, oh, okay, you're having chaos in your life. You need you need personal space and boundaries. And I think a lot of the time, especially now, people are like, oh, he didn't meet my needs. That means that person's not for me. Fuck that person. You're supposed to meet all my needs. It's like, no, we're supposed to be communicating about what we want. I want a few minutes of affection. Okay, I can give you a small amount. Maybe at a later time when I'm feeling more put together and more myself. Yes. We'll have that. So don't worry. I'm taking care of myself and I'm still here. But like. That way there's no guessing going on. Mm-hmm. And and we're clear about. It's it's not personal. <laughs> you know, I don't. I, I'm just, I have a lot on my plate right now and I don't really have the time and energy to be affectionate with you. And so that way you're like, okay, so he, he doesn't hate me. I didn't do something wrong and I can go about my day just understanding that he's in his space over here and it has nothing to do with me in any adverse way. So I don't need to blame myself or beat myself up about anything or be mad at him. Yes. I feel like it had happened before and there was kind of, I don't know what's happening on both of our ends and it kind of created a little bit of friction mm-hmm. and we both recognized that and today it was just the most basic conversation there was no like big emotion or anything in it it was just like oh hey can i have this maybe not maybe later and you're like oh okay cool i'll see you later <laughs> and it was just it doesn't have to be a big expression of something it's just like being direct yes just be direct with how you're feeling yes and it doesn't need to have like an emotional charge because when you're doing it all the time that aries energy it becomes easier. It's not about arrogance. It's not about pushiness. It's just about being honest about your communication. And so this also goes for you and everyone else out there, myself included. Like Venus is the planetary ruler of Taurus. We've been talking about value, self-worth. So it's about being authentic in terms of like those professional relationships too. Like, okay, you want to hire me. Well, this is what I need if, if we're working together. I need A, B, C, and E, F, G. That's what I expect when I'm working with whatever person, whatever that may be. It's about having the courage to lay out what you value in terms of your likes and dislikes. Yeah, people can't read our minds. Exactly. When we don't get what we wanted, we either didn't ask the question or we didn't express our needs to the other person. Like, we're not all mind readers, so... Just knowing that we we have to communicate. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. things are not going to be smooth. Yes. So Venus is is cooking now. It's it's moving quickly. Uh, Remember when Venus was... (laughs) It spent four months in Capricorn during that, that Venus retrograde period. That was like November 4th to March 5th. Uh, November 5th to March 5th. It was, it was a four month period. Venus is only going to be in Taurus from May 2nd to the 28th of May. So it's less than four weeks. This is how Venus typically moves when it's at its normal speed. The last time Venus was in Aries, or did I say Taurus before? I can't remember. But Venus is in Aries from May 2nd to the 28th. The last time Venus was in Aries was March 21st to April 14th, 2021. So think back 
to what was going on in your relationships between March 21st and April 14th of 2021. Was it bad, Ingrid? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, I mean, it's it's intense for people that have uh, prominent placements in Cancer, which you do, your moon, and Capricorn, because Aries is cardinal fire and Cancer is cardinal water, Capricorn, cardinal earth. So that cardinal energy creates a strong alignment, but water and earth extinguish fire. Fire scorches earth and boils water. So a lot of tension for those that have key astrological points or planets in Cancer or Capricorn, depending on where Venus is at the degree in relation to whatever planet or key astrological point of yours is in one of those two signs. So something to be mindful of as we move through this period of courageous love. Tuesday, May 3rd, we're looking at Jupiter, the god of thunder, lord of justice, the planet of luck and expansion in Pisces, the sign that it rules, the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish. Jupiter is sextile in a supportive alignment with Pluto, the god of death, lord of the underworld, the planet of transformation, which is transiting retrograde through Capricorn, the cardinal earth sign symbolized by the goat and ruled by Saturn. What do you see, Ingrid? This just feels like a reflection of what is happening for me in this career relationship. It's expansion, Jupiter Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in Pisces, the subconscious. So Mm -hmm. expanding our subconscious Mm -hmm. in Capricorn, career, achievement, authority. Yes. And then Pluto, death of the old way of doing things. So a death of the old way of doing things in my career and achievements by me looking into my subconscious and expanding what's in there. It's like, Oh, I don't want this shit that I had before. I just noticed this is something that's been living in there and I keep repeating it and I don't want to do that. So now that I recognize it, that expansion is allowing me to really see it, see where this has come from and see why I have accepted this in the past and then move forward. It helps me to transform my relationship to being an authority in my career ambitions. So huge. So huge. Such great insight. You know, this is, this is the final major alignment that Jupiter is going to have uh, in Pisces before it moves into Aries. So, well, it is going to come back to Pisces later, um, but for this round anyway. Um, so it, it is kind of interesting that this is the last alignment before it moves into Aries because it's that last sort of deep look at what's going on in the unconscious and how your unconscious mind relates to yourself as an authority or to an authority outside of yourself and what you need to do to transform that relationship between yourself and the authority. And I think that is just sitting with yourself mm-hmm. when we recognize like the moment that the chaos is happening and I'm just like, Oh my God, I don't want to feel this. I hate this. Why does change this... it? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, maybe that's the uncomfortable moment, but having the awareness to tell herself to change it, then calling in that Pluto energy, it's time to transform. This sucks now, but this is the lesson. Recognize I don't want this anymore and mm-hmm. be able to move forward. And then especially if Aries is coming up, we don't want all of this hot stuck energy. We've decided to change. And now we're able to express it more openly with less fire behind it because we have changed. Yes. We're not stuck anymore. Yes. Yes. Moving through the psychological baggage, transforming it so that you can be more authentic with greater courage. What a gift. What a gift. (laughs) Wednesday, May 4th, Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict in Pisces the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish. Sextile, another supportive alignment with Uranus, the primordial sky god, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence, and the unexpected. In Taurus, the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull. So there's movement happening here. The planet of revolution and the planet of action aligning with each other 
I mean, yesterday you had like these revelations and then today it's about taking some action. We've, we've noticed what's happening in our subconscious. Now we're going to take some action to change it. Mm -hmm. And that's going to revolutionize what's happening in our material world, in our finances. Yes. Mars is about halfway through Pisces right now. It's been banging a drum in our unconscious realm, <laughs> churning up that psychological baggage. The aspect to Uranus is bringing that awareness of connecting the unconscious to our reality, to our physical reality. What is going on within my mind and how do the thoughts that are occurring in my mind reflect my reality? Yeah. And so if you've been ignoring this, which I don't know how you've been able to, I mean, I guess <laughs> a lot of video games maybe, um, <laughs> drawing yourself into the unconscious, but this is, this is a big wake-up call right here when Mars hits Uranus. This is action and rebellion. Uranus is shaking up our relationship to the material, what we value, our self-worth, and Mars is waking us up internally. So how can you face your psychological baggage courageously with compassion and reflect upon how these past experiences have impacted your material well-being and what changes would you like to make within yourself so that you can see further changes outside of yourself? Yeah, I think the last two days that Pisces energy really reflecting, mm -hmm. journaling, or talking or something where you're really focusing on what what is happening in the, the the ether of your mind like why did it get there and what do you want to do next it's about dreaming and just calling in new things like we, we want all of these things to shift that are in our subconscious mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so just spending some time in there yes spend time there and act that's mars thursday may 5th oh this looks complicated yeah so we've got Uranus again in Taurus, conjunct with the sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality in Taurus. So the giver of light, life, and vitality is bringing its light, life, and vitality to the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence, the unexpected. So Mars is hitting Uranus. The sun is hitting Uranus. There is some sort of shift that is occurring in relation to the material. And when we're talking about the material, it's anything that you can pick up with the five physical senses, sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. So money is material, but also food, clothing, furniture, anything you can touch, taste, see, yes, in the home. What couch are you sitting on? What bed are you sleeping in? Our creature comforts. Yes. You always say like the, the bull... You see the bull just sitting in like this open field mm -hmm. with the flowers, with the sun, with the air, whatever you can see, taste, smell, touch, <laughs> like all of these creature comforts. Exactly. So there's something happening here where we're getting a wake up call. You're getting a wake up call in terms of maybe it's the material and what you are afraid you don't have, what you need. Oh, I need this. I don't have it. What do I do? So... Finding what's unique to you, though, do you really need what you think you need? Or do you think you need it because someone else has it and you need what someone else has? So Uranus brings that individuality to the equation. Well, it's also connecting with Gemini and Mercury. So is that being more curious? So that's a separate alignment. Okay. And if you want to see these images, go to theweeklytransit.com, sign up for the, the newsletter the weekly email that I send out because all of these images are in the email and I also write about each image and the email comes out every week and it's free. So the other two planets that we're looking at today, Thursday, May 5th, are Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication, coordination, and commerce in Gemini. The sign that it rules, the sign that Mercury rules, the sign of communication, the mutable air sign symbolized by the twins. Mercury is sextile, supportive aspect with Venus, 
Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships in Aries. The cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram. So relationships, communication. We talked about authenticity, having the courage to be authentic. We talked about asking questions, having the courage to ask questions. So Mercury is here to bring that support for you to engage in your inquisitive side and have the courage through the Venus energy in Aries to ask those questions that you need answers to Mm -hmm. in your close personal relationships. It seems like it will be an easy time for that too. So a lot of the times we have a lot of fear about maybe asking these questions that we need the answers to, but maybe we don't want to hear the answers. This seems like a good day to just be asking questions, clarifying. Well, the fear might still be there, Okay. but this will give you the courage to face the fear. So it doesn't mean that, oh, it's easy. (laughs) It could be challenging, but there's a deep resolve that's happening where it's like, I need to ask this question. I have to ask this question. So what is the question that you want to ask or what are the questions that you want to ask in your close personal relationships? And maybe it has something to do with value, self-worth, the material. Now, it's important to also mention that Mercury is at four degrees, This is where the retrograde begins. Mercury is going to be at four degrees from today, Thursday, May 5th, until May 14th at four degrees. So this is a really intense. (laughs) This is when Mercury is stopped in the sky. It's stopped in the sky. It's not moving. Now we're like, we need to know the answer to this question. But make sure we're really over communicating, being patient with each other and really listening and not carrying in our emotional baggage to whatever Mm -hmm. answers come up because this is a time for confusion in communication. Yes. So patience is key. I love that you use that word because you may ask the question and then you want the answer right now, (laughs) but maybe the person that you're asking the question to needs some time to reflect within themselves to come up with an answer that's suitable, not only for them, but for you. Like, do you want to push somebody into an answer and, And maybe you get an answer that you don't want. And it's not saying that if you are patient, you're going to get the answer that you want. But at least you're giving the other person some time to reflect and maybe giving yourself some time to reflect upon asking that question. And it it hopefully will alleviate some of the tension that has been building to getting to the point of asking the question. Where the question's out there, they're sitting with it. I don't know what they're going to say, but... Yeah, it took you all this time to formulate the question that you've been wanting the answer to. You're prou- you, don't, you can't just demand something immediately like, I need to know. It's like, okay, it took you a while to process that to get it out into the world. So give that person the same respect of being able to digest what it is. Sometimes communication is just so quick nowadays. Ask a question, I want an answer. Everything is like <laughs> exactly. Instagram, instant yeah. everything, but... Instant we need, everything, yes. We need, to, we need time to process situations and relationships, and especially if things are, like, changing or divulging new information. It's just, like, we're not always going to do things perfectly, and when we have more time and patience allowed to us to figure things out, we're not just, like, throwing something out there. It's, it's more intentional and purposeful. Mm-hmm. So if you want intentional, purposeful answer, then you have to give that person that same respect that you have given yourself to to just have time Mm -hmm. yes yes excellent thank you ingrid friday may 6th we're looking at the sun the giver of light life and vitality in taurus mars the god of war the planet of action in pisces and the moon the planet of emotions in Cancer, the cardinal water sign symbolized by the crab and ruled by the moon. This feels really nice. I just, ah, yes. Water earth energy, mm-hmm. water nurtures the earth, the earth gives water form. Mm-hmm. Just feel like everything is happening for a reason today. You're kind of seeing everything come together. Yes. The action in your subconscious, the Mars in Pisces energy feels good to your emotions. Moon in mm. Cancer. It's soothing to your emotions. Yes. And you're seeing that the sun is in Taurus. It's like you're seeing that come into the material world. Mm-hmm. We're just feeling good about 
the changes that we've made in our subconscious and doing something about it. Yes. So it's what you value. It's aligning your values. That's the sun in Taurus with your unconscious. That's Mars in Pisces. And being active, acting based on your dreams, acting with compassion, acting with compassion. That's Mars in Pisces. So acting with compassion in a way that satisfies or fulfills your self-worth, your value. And then connecting the moon, which is in Cancer, reflecting upon your past, your upbringing, your childhood, the ones who raised and nurtured you, your ancestors. How does your self-worth and what you value stem from your upbringing, your childhood? This is something that everybody can look at. This feels very healing. Why It can. It can be very healing. It can also be challenging in a sense where it's like, oh, yeah, I guess the reason why I do like that is because of my dad. Mm -hmm. Or the reason why I am insecure about this or I have low self-esteem is because of one of my parents or it's because of... An experience that happened to me as a child that's now burrowed deep within my unconscious that Mars has just dug out and now I'm seeing it and now I'm recognizing it. And I'm like, wow, this has been there my whole life and I didn't even realize it until right now. So how can I show myself compassion in this moment so that I can really respect and honor my self-worth in the way that I want to, which is maybe different than how I have in the past? I mean, I said healing, but when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, that feels so nice. (laughs) But that can be very uncomfortable and confronting. And that's a lot to recognize that when we see the moon in cancer, that is our past. Mm -hmm. Then we have the psychological baggage. There's some movement happening in there. So these shifts can be uncomfortable, but I think it will give like a settling feeling when you know the why behind things. Healing isn't always comfortable. It Mm -hmm. felt kind of like an exciting thing to say initially yeah. but it's like it could wow. be though it could be it can be very exciting we're like wow i didn't know all these things but that's a lot to recognize these things that we've maybe just for the first time are seeing like fuck this mm-hmm. has been with me forever mm-hmm. you know i want to change it now i want things to be different and i can show myself compassion for why i have been the way i have been in the past yeah being really compassionate with yourself when we recognize these big things about ourselves that may have been lingering for our entire lives hmm. I mean, the most positive way to look at this alignment is just to think of it as that moment where it's like you have an awakening Mm. to something that has existed inside you and maybe it moves you to tears and it's tears of joy in a sense, you know, it's like sadness, but also happiness because it's a relief. It's like, oh, this is why I've always been this way. And this has always happened to me. And all I have to need, really need to do is adjust this one thing and it's going to change. How could I, how did I not see that? Okay. Well, because you know, that's (laughs) perspective is so crazy. It's like when that little, the light shines in the dark corner that you've never seen before. Like, Oh fuck, there's all this dust sitting in the corner. It's like that thing where somebody's looking for, where's my pencil? And they're like, it's in your ear, you know? And it's like, you don't even realize it's there. (laughs) You know, it's that kind of awakening. It's like, no, oh, no wonder my ear was hurting. There was something there. I was like, why is this bothering me? It's like, because the pencil's in your ear. Take it out. You're stretching your ear. So let's hope it's a very positive healing day. But moving on to Saturday, May 7th, the moon moves on to Leo. The fixed fire sign symbolized by the lion sextile with Mercury in Gemini, the planetary ruler of Gemini, the sign and planet of communication, which, guess what? It's at four degrees. So this is one of those fun things where people always email or message and like, what do you mean with four degrees is that? Astrology is a puzzle. It's a language, but it's also like a puzzle, like a board game. Look into your astrological codes, see where there is four degrees, and wherever there is four degrees or three degrees or five degrees because three and five are not far from four yeah it's being awakened it's being touched with some emotions 
which is the moon, is being touched by some conscious awareness, which is Mercury. So the alignment between these two, which is a sextile, another supportive alignment, a lot of supportive alignments this week, a lot of supportive aspects. This is expressing your emotions. How can you express your emotions from your heart center, from a place of sovereignty, bold, but also curiosity, where you're asking a question as the king or the queen would ask a question if they were a benevolent king or queen, as opposed to the tyrant, as opposed to the tyrant, yes. So you ask the question from a place of true curiosity, but also respect for yourself and the one that you are asking the question of. I know it's so basic, but just the thing, the example I said earlier with the person needing space and having being overwhelmed, just saying like, Hey, do you need anything? What do you need? Okay. Accepting what the person has to say, just somehow it feels in a weird way detached, but it's like, once you have a sense of your sense of self and your confidence, whatever the answer is, is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, you need space. Okay. I'm going to give you that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be a hot, uncomfortable moment when you feel confident in your communication. It's not a big deal to ask a question and get whatever answer you might get. Mm. Okay, well, we'll work with that. Yes. Just being curious and also being honest. Being curious. Being curious about what's in your heart as well. Mm. It's also about connecting your heart to your mind. Is my mind reflecting my heart? Is my heart reflecting my mind? Oh, boy. Yeah. It can get very confusing in there. Yes. <laughs> and I, yes. I think also that's where you can like take things personally when you're not clear and when you're not communicating. And when things build up, it's that Aries energy. It's like if you aren't communicating, then if there's something not connecting between your heart and your mind, it just feels like uh, like a, something needs to come out. Well, Gemini can be a very confusing and chaotic sign. Gemini rising. (laughs) So, yeah, exactly. So, no wonder you're attracting that, you know, but it can also be clarity and communication Mm. and coherence. So, what is in your heart and how are you sharing your heart with other people? I love that. That's what this is about in its highest form the light side sunday may 8th the sun and mars connecting again so this is something i should have mentioned the other day uh when we first saw them together back on yeah back on friday but the sun is still sextile with mars right now they've moved from 15 to 18 degrees on friday they were aspecting the moon in cancer Today on Sunday, they're aspecting the moon in Leo. So Mars and the sun. These two are within one degree of each other from May 13th to May 14th, which is interesting because if you remember, Mercury is at four degrees from May 5th to May 14th. Mars and the sun are within one degree each of each other from May 3rd to also May 14th. So on one hand, Mercury's stuck in the sky. It's not moving. It's directing all of our attention into this one specific area of communication, of questioning, of inquisitiveness at four degrees in Gemini. On the other hand, you have the sun, the planet of vitality, and Mars, the planet of action, moving in tandem with each other as Mars moves through Pisces and the sun moves through Taurus. So the mind is still, but there is an urge to act, to move forward. People that are born under this alignment with Mars in alignment with the sun are typically very talented athletes. They're very courageous. They're combative. They're very coordinated. So This is the energy that we're all feeling right now, where we might be feeling like we're ready to tackle a project. We're ready to charge ahead. We're ready to do it now. Make it happen. 
But at the same time, Mercury is not moving. The planet of coordination is stuck. So that brings kind of a challenge here. Feeling like some friction, like you want to move forward, but something is like holding mm-hmm. you back. Yes. Some Maybe some patience again. Maybe some patience, but you want to keep moving forward. Just don't get ex- don't get discouraged if you're not getting to where you want to go in the timeline that you want to get there. Okay. So this is back to that divine timeline over my timeline. So be clear about what you're working towards. Be clear about what you value within yourself, your self-worth, and how you want that reflected in your material surroundings. Be clear about what's going on in your unconscious, the guilt, the shame, the regret, showing yourself compassion in those areas, and then moving towards what you are going after but also recognizing that every little step is a step in the right direction, even if it's not as big of a step as you want it to be. But then you add the moon here, squaring the sun, and in conjunction to Mars. That creates stress and that uncomfiness, as Ingrid likes to say. Well, I mean, I think that the idea of patience doesn't really mean slowing down so much as like you said just to keep keep doing what you're doing even if you're not getting all the results you want like you will eventually be rewarded you have to be consistent Mm -hmm. even if it feels like nothing is happening in that moment just keep crossing the things off the list keep moving forward be patient and the thing will happen you can't just give up because you don't see your reward right away that's right and that is irritating And it could be extra irritating today with the moon in Leo, (laughs) you know, the sign of the king. Like, I want what I want. Exactly. Like, don't tell the king to wait. (laughs) The king wants what the king wants right now. And that's it. And it's like, well, I'm sorry, king, but um, you're going to have to wait. So that's the challenge is finding that patient and then finding the resolve within your own heart to be patient, to say, you know what? I'm the king. I'm going to get what I want, even if I'm not getting it right now. I don't need to throw a temper tantrum because guess what? The king always gets what the king wants. The queen always gets what the queen wants, whether it's in their timeline or not. So if you're, if you're being benevolent within yourself, you're not coming from that place of desperation and lack, oh, like we were talking about at the top, yeah. where it's like, well, if I don't have it now, I'm never going to get it, so I need it now. It's like, no. Just fucking calm down. <laughs> Just chill, and you're going to get it. Just don't panic. Yeah, yeah. So that's it for the week, Ingrid. Should we move on to questions? Yes, I do. I have a question here. I have two questions. One, we have a question from Kelly. She wants to know about eclipses, and how do we figure out which house the eclipse falls in? What does that mean? Like at the very moment of the eclipse. She also wants to know if... The eclipse is just like a moment in time. Are we feeling that energy before and afterwards? Hmm. That's a good question. I think you're feeling the energy before and afterwards. I don't think it's just a moment in time. Yeah. I mean, we don't talk much about eclipses, but I think like any planetary alignment, we don't have just a second. Everything is moving all the time. So we feel it coming and we feel it leaving and Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. powerful moments When it's happening in that moment, maybe that's the time to schedule a meditation or something intentional for yourself. But Mm -hmm. I think all the energy surrounding these things is is more important. People get stuck on like that that moment, the day of the retrograde. It's like, you know, we're feeling that for fucking weeks. (laughs) So (laughs) But to to follow up with the part of her question where she's asking, like, how do I know what house it's in? And that is that's where you're looking at at your chart at your astrological code, your natal chart. And so you want to know the degree where the eclipse is happening. And so if the degree is at 10, like the new moon in Taurus was at, it's at 10 degrees, where would 10 degrees in Taurus land in your chart? So let's say, for instance, let's say your fourth house is at 13 degrees in Taurus, then that means that the eclipse or the new moon, Ingrid's making faces now, she's <laughs> confused, would be would be in the third house. Because 13 oh. 
is close to 10. Okay. But the way, but three comes before four, right? Mm-hmm. The fourth house comes after the third house. Mm-hmm. The third house comes before the fourth house. So if the fourth house begins at 13 degrees in Taurus and 10 comes before 13, right? That means it would have to be in the third house. I mean, if you look at, if you get the basics of astrology and you go to the houses, that's like the last chapter in there, the book that Scott put together. Yes. You can really see a visual of it. And once you're seeing like this wheel and where everything is located, Mm -hmm. it becomes a lot easier when you're looking at the photo of what he's actually discussing. Exactly. You got to, astrology is a language. And in order to understand any language, you have to be able to read the language. It is very visual. The more he sends me the alignments, whatever's in the newsletter I get to see on my computer. Mm -hmm. And that's what really allows me to tap in to it without having to just sit and listen to each word he's using it's like i see a visual representation of what we're discussing it becomes a lot easier to process totally and you can get the basics of astrology through the weekly transit.com and then we have another question basically related to the same thing from athena she wants to know which house the current planets are affecting she wants to, she asks <laughs> she said do you lay the current chart over your birth chart to see that which Kind of, right? Kind, kind of, of yeah. superimposed. I, there, you... It is. It's not like you take the, the chart and just put it on top of the chart. But what you're doing is you're taking the planets from the current chart, where the planets are right now, and you're laying them on the outside of your natal chart, which is like what I was talking about with the previous question. So, you know, when we're talking about Mars at 18 degrees in Pisces, where is that in your chart? Well, if let's say your your eighth house is at four degrees in Pisces, Ingrid's making the face. <laughs> Can we pick like always the first house because it's just feels very. Uh... So you want to say the first house? Let's yeah. say you're a Pisces rising. Okay. At four degrees, which house is the rising sign associated with? The first house. Yes. That's when the sun is yes. coming up over the horizon. So that's like the moment your house is start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I would be. So if it was 18 degrees in Pisces and the ascendant was at four degrees in Pisces and the house that comes after the first house is the second house, the house that comes before the first house is the 12th house, the 12th house and it's at four degrees. So before the first house is the 12th house. Does 18 come before or after four? After. So which house would it be in? The second house. No. Still in the, the first, first house. In the okay. first house, yes. So I, I that was kind of confusing, I think. By well, there's 30 degrees the, in there. So exactly. It so, quite be the second. Yeah. So it's the first house. So the, let's say, for instance, okay, the first house starts at four degrees and the second house starts at... Uh, one, let's say one degree in Aries, one degree in Aries. Now, <laughs> Ingrid's ready to go cross-eyed. <laughs> Wouldn't it be like 34 degrees to the well, next house? This is, this is the thing. The houses are never 30. They can be 30 degrees, but they're not necessarily 30 degrees. The signs start at zero and end at 29. Each sign is 30 degrees. But it depends on how it's rotated. But But depending on... How it's outlaid, not everything is perfect in terms of, you know, an equal number. Depending on the curvature of the earth and where we are, you know, a house could be, could be 45 degrees. What? Yeah. What are you saying? I'm so, (laughs) no, what? Okay, we're all uh, more confused now. Uh, But yeah, it it all depends on where you are on earth. You know, if you're, if you're in like Sweden... Mm-hmm. the curvature of the earth is in relation to the stars is very different because you're at this top part. Whereas you're if like you're the at the equator, okay. you're at the equator. Everything is more even. It's going to be more balanced. Wow. Yeah. I mean that, yeah, that's crazy. I never, ever thought about that. Yes. Okay. okay. So hopefully that answers your question. But uh, if you're, Still confused and you want to know more, contact me for a reading. So, you know, this is where I can show you what we're talking about here. And I will put the planets on the outside of your chart so you can see where they are. We can talk about it. I'll tell you what it means and why they're there. 
through theweeklytransit.com. And that's all I got, Ingrid. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you for all of our new sponsors. We appreciate you. We want to keep doing more of this. Yes, absolutely. And we will see you next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to The Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. Transit, 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 transit.